Thanks for tuning in to Betting the NFL on the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about all the things you love, like movies, TV, sports, fashion, wrestling, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LDR Network. And please leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. What is up, everybody? I am Caleb Ochoa, also known as NFL Caleb 22. Here is my man, Derek, also known as D. Weezy. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right, man. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. Um, my ankle ain't doing very good, but uh, it's, it's healing. Uh, but also not doing very good in the in the vetting uh, part either, but, you know, it happens. Uh, but this is uh, betting the NFL Conference Championship Week. Um, yeah, so we we only got two games to talk about this week, uh, four games to recap, and we'll get started with those. Um, uh, la- last week, um, uh, all the I think all the home teams were favored, um, and the favorites went one in three, and then all the um, yeah, so that means all the home teams went one in three as well. Uh, the over unders uh, split at two and two, and so yeah, that was that was pretty interesting. It was interesting to see after you know week uh, wild card weekend where all the the upsets hit. You know, uh, all the underdogs were winning, and then um, or I mean, all the favorites were winning. And this week, all the all the uh, road uh, all the road teams were winning. So it was a flip flop of a wild card weekend. Um. But yeah, what did you think about that? Yeah, you would almost expect a sort of flip-flop of those two narratives, you know, more the underdog succeeding in that first week and maybe a position where a team was not necessarily overlooking them but not quite expecting the game that they got and that Cinderella story coming to an end in that second week when you're facing that potential number one seed, number two seed, uh, so yeah, it's kind of sh- it's, it's a little surprising that you know things played out the way they did. Um, I will be dubbing Aaron Rodgers now from now on as COVID Toe Rogan. Um, that's just my feelings towards that. Uh, I was actually uh, able between uh, the games uh, and just the way things played out uh, this past weekend was able to find a, a plus number behind the fact um, I took um, – I found a – not quite sure how they referenced it. Essentially, futures props. Picked the two finalists for the Super Bowl. Okay. Had KC, had Green Bay. Well, to, to hedge it off, if I'm not mistaken, uh, it was plus 550, I believe. Well, if you remember earlier in these pl- – er, I think I'm looking at the wrong thing right there. But essentially, I took 49ers money line. I had Buffalo. I already had KC on the spread because of the picks we made last week. So more or less, those two would end up sort of canceling each other out and ended up with a plus 100 off the money line from San Francisco because, you know, if you rem- I also took Green Bay on the spread last week. Uh, so yeah, it was just, you know, when you can find those break even way, you know, it, it's just working those angles and, you know, sort of bending the book back on itself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That when they put out a lot of propositions, that's when you can find a lot of different angles and that's, that's where you can start to take advantage of the book because the more, the more propositions the more numbers there are the odds aren't always going to be the same that's currently you know something i'm investigating across other sports as well because you don't have to know you don't have to be a genius in the sport you know where you don't have to be some great football head some great analytics person you know 
You don't have to be some great researcher. If you can find angles that work and put yourself in good positions to make good plays in a repetitive fashion, you're setting yourself up for success. You're likely to end up not necessarily with more winners, but definitely in more situations where you are more likely to win than lose. And unfortunately, luck wasn't on your side. And when you can end up in a lot of situations like that, you'll find yourself probably winning more times than not. And, you know, that that's where you kind of get into a scenario where when you can sort of figure out how to find a good bet, not making a bet is still a good move. Like a lot of people misunderstand that, you know, just because you didn't make a bet doesn't mean you made a bad mood. Yeah, Yeah. even if you not making the play was the wrong decision. Like, that's my one thing. If you're not confident about something you do, regardless if you end up trying to hedge something off, you know, if you're not confident in something you're playing, there's no reason why you should play it. And not to say that it was a bad play or anything like that. But, you know, you should feel that you're making the right choice. Of course, I don't think anybody should be trying to bet anything beyond their means, but you want to win. And so you want to put yourself in the best chance to win with the best scenario. And sometimes that's not as hard as it sounds. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned all the different angles of well, how to bet this and a different bet to have made. Uh, because we're, we're getting down uh, to a few teams left and there's not a lot of games to bet on. So we need, you know, all, all different types of angles we, we can to uh, try to win some money here, you know. Only got, you know, a couple more chances here. So, um, yeah, hopefully some people take your advice and you know, look at look at all the different types of bets and angles uh, you can bet on. But uh, we'll start with the the upset of the week, um, which was the Rams, which was the only upset of the week, which was, uh, yeah, no, wait, what is it? Hold on. Um, I was going to say, wouldn't the upset of the week have been the 49ers? Uh... On the Packers? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got a switch. My bad. It was one of the only upset. No, it was. I got a switch. The, the favorite said that. It was upset a week to me was uh, the Rams. I, I only picked it because uh, uh, I think it was. Yeah, I got switched up. I got mixed up in my head. But it was one of the upsets. Folks, Caleb doesn't know what to do. The Cowboys aren't playing football. Yeah, I know, right? The world is not right, you know. There was three upsets left, of the week. Left is well, right, down it. is up, the sky is red, water's yeah. green. Yeah, yeah. There was three upsets of the week. I picked this one uh, just because I thought it was the most interesting game because I didn't think the 49ers Rams game was very interesting. Um. Uh, but, yeah, it didn't look like this game was uh, going to be competitive. The Rams uh, hadn't, uh, you know, took on an early lead, went up 27-3. And, of course, at that moment, you know, everybody's being reminded of 23 in the Super Bowl. Uh, pack, you know, uh, Patriots, Falcons, you know, Brady comes back. You know, you know, big iconic moment in Super Bowl history. But, um, and, you know, he was doing it. He was coming back, and he almost got it. Uh, he tied it up. It looked like it was going to overtime. But then, now there you go, Stafford, you know, hitting Cooper Cup and, like, this um, big old bomb. And they get in field goal range, and uh, they got the win. And, you know, all them Rams batters thought that it was going to be a cruise. But, you know, Brady, you know, made them sweat a little bit. Uh, but the Rams, you know, uh, they, 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 they got the upset plus three. Uh, um, yeah, they were, they, yeah uh, they were three points spread. Uh, but uh, they didn't need the points because they got the outright win. So what did you think about this one? Um, I mean, you, you definitely hit the nail on the head when you say, you know, sweating it out. Because I think I even said it uh, in one of the discords. Uh, you know, that plus three was looking pretty good early on. Like, And I even got a few texts. I wasn't watching the game at the moment. Uh, but, you know, they're coming back. You know, Brady's playing. You know, can't bet against Brady. Uh you know, kind of like how I referenced earlier, uh, finding a bit of a futures play. Uh, something I've had in my back pocket was Rams plus 525. Uh, when I came across it, it was technically an odds booster. But, you know, 
working off that 525, I've hedged against them a little bit, uh, kind of like what you just referenced, finding different angles, something I will be hawking and keeping an eye on the same way I was on the 49ers money line uh, this last week. Basically, currently now where it sits, where I'm seeing it, it's about 158, 160. Um, essentially, what I'm looking at doing is I've already, you know, hedged off in the past weeks, done my couple calculations. When it's all said and done, my Rams to win the NFC championship would be plus 150, but taking a Money line, a two-leg money line game total parlay. Take the over. Doesn't matter what the number is because you're going to turn around and then do it again and take the under because the way the odds line up, it puts you in a situation where there's three options. You lose a a quarter unit, and I'm sorry, whoever, regardless of what your unit is, you if you're not willing to accept a quarter unit loss versus a whole unit loss, what are we doing here? Like, why are you here? <laughs> so the three options you end up with having a quarter unit loss, break even, or plus 150. How is that losing? I mean, in my mind, that's what I'm seeing. Like, you know, essentially either I could, you know, when it was, when the playoffs started, I had a game plan. If I was able to work it, cool. Yeah, it left some positions where, you know, I need the Rams to come through. But whereas in uh, this past game, you know, I had the Rams on the money line. Or no, excuse me, not the money line. Um, I had the, uh, the Rams with the points. Well, yeah. it was Tom Brady. And damn it, we've <laughs> all been there. You don't yeah. bet against Tom Brady. And I bet against that, Tom Brady. Yeah. But I that, bet no, against that, Tom Brady. Yeah, that, that reminds me. That That's why I picked this game because it was the only game that I got right. That's why I called the upset of the week because it's the one that I called. It was the only upset that I called. Well, this week. during that game, yes, those money lines got ridiculous because I know I found – I got the Bucks early, live, money line somewhere around plus 350. So if Tom Brady ended up going Tom Brady – Yes, I would. My booster would have lost, and my hedge in would have come into play. But that you you find a number like that three fifty to work in your advantage, out of at least broke even. I'd have to calculate exactly, but it would have been break even. But even when it's all said and done, I'm hoping that I see a little bit of movement out of the money line with the 49ers because if it goes a little bit higher, it was at one sixty five uh, yesterday, I believe. At that, I was seeing maybe a quarter unit pro- – basically your three options instead of seeing just a quarter loss, break even, it was more like break even, about a half unit, and then uh, your booster would come – your booster would be the one that hit, and you'd see that plus 150. So, you know, yes, if you can find angles like that, you know, a part, it, it's a game. It's, you know, it's a chess match. We're not playing checkers out here, folks, you know. Mm-hmm. Some of this stuff, yes, it seems simple. Yeah, it's simple to watch, you know, a couple people just sit down and play chess in the park and move the pieces around. But when you get in that seat, you you feel the heat. So you want to know all the angles. You want to know all the ways to come at this. And off the top of your head, it may not sound, it may not make sense to say, I'm going to make this play. And then down the line, I'm going to make these other plays intentionally going against my original play. But when you add it all up, like I said, what started out as what I, uh, what I believe it was uh, plus 525, you lose a unit off of one hedge play. You, you lose another unit off that money line play with the Bucks, like I just mentioned. I'm... I'm I'm hoping that the money line on the San Francisco on the 49ers comes back up, maybe goes a little higher than 165. If not, I'll take it where it's at for those couple parlays that I mentioned. And then that puts me in a situation where can't say I'm losing money or I'm winning money. Mm-hmm. I like that scenario. Like that's what I'm looking for in this game, you know. Yeah. I don't like losing. That's not, that's, <laughs> that's not what I signed up for. I didn't yeah. 
Yeah. And that's definitely not, you know, that's I mean, not the information I, I want to lose, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I said, you know, I want to feel confident when I make my play, you know, yeah, it's the virtual age and whatnot, but if I was standing at the window, looking somebody in the eye, I want to be handing them that, you know, that money. Like I'm going to be coming back for this. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm coming back for that. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, that is just something I found and something that I've been, uh, like I said, working because it doesn't it doesn't always work out in your favor, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a it's still it may seem wild and all over the place, but there's there's still some strategy to it. This ain't just random picking, and you know I don't take I don't take shots in the dark. I, I I try to have some basis and some. It doesn't necessarily have to be stats, but you need some knowledge and some know how behind yeah. what you're doing before you do it. And I think that applies to just about anything in life. For sure, man. All right, we'll get to the bad beat of the week. And I think this is a clear bad beat because, I mean, it's 13 seconds. 13 damn seconds. And all those Bills betters, you know, would have went home happy. Uh, that's all they needed. I mean, Chiefs got down with 13 seconds left on the clock. They get in field goal range, send to overtime. And basically, at that moment, going into overtime, basically, you're just betting on a point flip. Because with the, how the offenses were playing, you knew whoever's going to win it was going to go down and then score. Um, so basically, at that point, it was a uh, your bet. You have fifty fifty chance on your bet, um, and it just turned out that the Chiefs got the ball. They went down. They scored the touchdown. Um, but yeah, I had the Bills in this one because um, I I just didn't think I, I thought the Bills would uh, contain um, uh, their Chiefs weapons a little bit better than they did. Um, but they, they couldn't handle them. And yeah, just that, that 13 site just bad, that bad prevent defense that they were playing, uh, led to the bad beat of the week. So what do you think of this game, man? Honestly, this was probably the most exciting game of the playoffs. Uh, it may be unfortunate to say that, you know, given you have the championship rounds and the Super Bowl to come, but this was likely the most exciting game of the playoffs. And yeah, it was. I mean, just the back and forth. I mean, you couldn't walk away. You couldn't turn it off. Like this was. Oh, you you know somewhere Roger Roger, Roger Goodell was having a wet dream on this one because <laughs> you know this is this is exactly what you dream of. You know, back and forth, nonstop. Oh, there's only 13 seconds left. Oh. I give you Patrick Mahomes. I give you KC. I give you the the worst defense. Like, as a Panthers fan, I believe Sean McDermott needs to be fired. So, you know, the Panthers can go ahead and fire Matt Rule and just to rectify a long-time mistake that, you know, Maybe it should have been Ron Rivera not sticking around as long as he did, but you know, bring McDermott back, see if he can't rekindle his success. You know, since it didn't happen, since it won't seem to have worked out in Buffalo. You know, I I wouldn't be too upset if something like that happened to him. But yeah, no, that was it. Was just truly probably one of the most wild games that we'll see in a long time. I think this establishes, um, basically. Allen and Mahomes kind of in the conversation for the next Manning Brady sort of rivalry and also exactly. sort of that you expect these two teams in the playoffs and not just to get into the playoffs to have success and to be staples in the playoffs. Um, you know, hopefully that makes a lot of Bills fans happy because honestly, I can't imagine a fan base that deserves a Super Bowl more, you know, a lot of young fans out there. And even I'm barely even old enough to say I was alive for it, but the bills went to four straight Super Bowls and lost. Like, think about that for a second. Everybody wants to praise, you know, what is it? Casey and Mahomes for three straight Super Bowls or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Or, well, the Bills went to four straight Super Bowls and lost every single one. 
how do you i mean how do you do that how do you survive as a fan base like how do you have any faith in your team to ever win the super bowl when you went to four straight four Mm -hmm. straight i mean there it's 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 beyond words honestly (laughs) and so to be in a situation where you're in the playoffs and you have 13 seconds left and we we see what ha- what Patrick Mahomes did with 13 seconds like i mean it, he turned Josh out Al- Josh Allen sitting on the bench into a meme <laughs> he cre- you know this game created a whole spark into how their people people should you know or how there should be a change into the overtime rules and so there you go. That's a question for you. Let me ask you: What do you think there should be a change in the NFL overtime? No. I, See, I I I, I really I agree not. with you in the sense that it, at least for not the reasons people are saying. Now, if they want to go to a more college-like system, okay, I could. I don't not, like the college system. Well, I, I wouldn't say necessarily an an exact transplant. Maybe put the ball at the 50 and give both offenses, a sh- you know, I don't need both offenses to get a shot. I don't, I don't care about fairness. I don't know why people are sticking onto this fairness point. No, I, and, I'm and, just and not that's into that. Like, I agree with the you. fairness. The fairness was the 60 minutes in regulation. That, that, that was Ex- fair. Exactly. Overtime, just end the game. Yeah. Like, that, get and the game done. And see, and also what a lot of people fail to realize Something that's kept in mind, especially when it comes to things like overtime, is you can't you can't expect to ask the players to play more not not necessarily more than what is expected, but it is something that is logically taking it taken into account when you try and do something like design a sport or something of this magnitude. Because you need something in place that survives uh, several instances and scenarios. And, um, you know, so me personally, yes, I agree. Win it in regulation. You know, don't whine about it in OT. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, all you got to do is play a little defense. And then you win the game. 13 seconds of defense. That's, it. Uh, that's all you got to do. But you can do it. Even in – then even in – when you get into overtime, you still have another shot. Play defense and don't let them go down on you and score a touchdown. But you can do it. So, yeah, if you can't do it, then you don't deserve to win. Exactly. Now, something uh, I heard interestingly brought up. Uh, now, tell me this ain't wild. Uh, the idea was more or less you line both teams up at maybe the 40, maybe the 35. You bring a drone in holding the football and you drop it at the 50 yard line. You have the drone sit about, you know, 10, 15 yards in the, so you're guaranteed to get a bounce and the ball moving in some direction. We all know that a football will bounce in any direction it wants to go. So you could see some very interesting, uh, you could see the play develop, you know, you know, players running around, you know, scrums pileups whatever but i thought that that would be a very interesting and maybe more interactive way to decide to decide first possession than a coin flip because we you know i mean yes you probably can't there's probably nothing more fair than a coin flip you know 50 50 but i think to a certain degree People want to see the game dictated by the players, regardless of how that occurs. And so, even some if but it was like just well, like, yes, it's a team sport. It's not dictated by you know just the quarterbacks. That's why well, I'm see, about but that, the, that's what, like, see, that's where you start getting into a situation. That's where you start getting into a situation where, to a certain degree, it's dictated by the rules and the people that made the rules. Because, see, you know, the only true way that it'd be dictated by the players, if you're talking about an overtime period, is you got to play a whole period. But then you run into the scenario like what you see in other sports where it's more times like basketball, where then you still end up potentially with 
three and four extra over period or overtime periods. And I think in a sport like football, where at times it can get as violent as it does, that can, I hate to say increase the chance for injuries and stuff like that, but that's a big concern with everybody. Yeah. All right, man. Um, uh, going my with my picks now of last week, I had a pretty terrible week. <laughs> I went one in three. Uh, but you know, I'm not all that mad about it. Uh, cause you know, all, all the games were close, you know? Uh, so I can't really be upset about that cause they could have gone either way. Um, so I could have won, you know, could win three and one could win all of them. Uh, just depending on how, you know, some plays, you know, go, go for the teams I picked then you know, could have, uh, had a winning week this week, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, but you, you know, um, the, I picked the Packers, um, they 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 lost uh, off of special teams, um, but I did correctly predict that the Niners uh, wouldn't score that much on offense because they they really just scored on that that special teams play, and I, that that was my thing going into it. That's why I had the Packers because I didn't think the 49ers would score, and that did that did happen. Just Packers didn't score themselves. The 49ers um, didn't score a single touchdown on offense and yeah. won the game. Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, now, I can't predict that. Like, I can't predict yeah, exactly. that. Exactly. That, that's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm saying. You know, this ain't this – isn't. A, of course, you think this is about trying to be right. You know, that's what everybody thinks this is about. This is trying to be yeah, right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I have so, part of it, right? Yeah, we're just trying to end much. up on the right side of things because nobody knows what's going to happen. Nobody. The same way you don't know which way that damn football is going to bounce when it hits the ground. Don't you know sports books? They might have a good idea, you know. Experts, they might have a good idea, but don't nobody know what's going to happen. Yeah, and then uh, in the Bengals Titans game again, I had a part of it right because I did think the Titans would uh, play good defense. They would limit the Bengals' I mean, big play offense. You know, they uh, held them under twenty points, which I thought that would happen. And I couldn't anticipate that Tannehill would just totally shit in bed and you know pretty much give the game away. Like, I can't, like, you know, I don't think he'll, you know, automatically just have a crappy game like he did. But, you know, he ended up, did, you know, having a terrible game, uh, which lost him, which, you know, ended up having the Bengals win. So um, that happened. And, uh, and then uh, the Bills uh, had the Bills. And, yeah, just basically a coin flip. The 50 50 chance I was going with the Bills. And that's how it ended up happening. And like I said, I thought, just thought the Bills would play better defense than they did, because I mean they they played good defense all season. And I was gonna say, you mean the number this. one defense and number one pass defense in the league isn't good enough to potentially give your team a chance to win? Yeah, um, just didn't happen for them. Um, but yeah, because I thought they would contain a. You, you really have like two guys to contain. You got Hill and Kelsey. That's really all you have to pinpoint. You take care of them. You win the game. They couldn't do it, so they lost. Yeah, and I mean that's what we saw a lot of early on in the season. And I think what ended up happening, uh, basically, we saw a lot of cover too. And now I don't have the I don't have film handy to you know necessarily go in and try and research this and back it up, but. You know, of course, if you're hearing about it from the big name medias and whatnot, of course it's happening. But you see, we saw a lot of cover two and things like that and high, more or less safety coverage, not letting them blow the top off the defense. And when you execute that properly and not to say that they don't have the personnel or the coaching or the know-how, but when you execute that properly, We've seen what this can, what it can do to this team, and you limit them. Where hell, instead of playing a damn prevent defense, go play the cover two. Yeah, you know, hell, play cover played, four. That's what I don't understand about any normal defense. defense. You just play yeah, any exactly. normal defense. But that's what. I, but that's really what I don't understand about a lot of these prevent defensive stance. I don't even. I don't. I don't care. A Hail Mary, okay, if we're talking 60-something yards, okay, that's a little different. But if we're talking a legitimate shot to the end zone, like 
more or less, why aren't we? Why don't we see some sort of just variation on a cover four shell? You know, I'm not the biggest defensive uh, X's and O's guys. You know, on the offensive side, you know, I can get a little creative with things, and I know a little bit more and schemes and so on. Uh, but yeah, you know, cover four, two high safeties, two high DBs. Your linebackers are playing some sort of underneath zone coverage. Yeah. Uh, and you really shouldn't have any – you should have, like, one defensive lineman and rest all linebackers. Well, but that see, that's where you get into something wacky where you don't want the quarterback just standing there and literally not having well, a Because if the quarterback runs, then that just runs at the time. So. No, 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 I'm not, not, I'm not talking about necessarily forcing him out of pocket. I just mean in the sense if he knows he can stand back there and not have to worry at all, I mean, it's – well, again, if he stands back there, then that's still running off the time. But you still – it gives him time to find then, a better yeah, wide receiver. one play instead of two plays. But, you, you, but, see, I'm not necessarily just talking about just a Hail Mary instance. Like, if we're talking about a late game instance, like, mm-hmm. say, it wasn't 13, say it wasn't 13 seconds. Say it was more 45 seconds. You see something like more like a cover four instead of a prevent defense, you know – Basically, like I said, if you if you're only rushing literally one or two guys, the quarterback is literally just going to stand there and let let the wide receivers run around. And more or less, yeah, they might burn off a little more clock, but you're more likely to see a twenty plus yard play because you know. Whereas, yeah, they ran their route. Now you just sandlotting it and run into the empty space, and that's what you don't want in coverage and especially when you're playing zone you don't necessarily have to get to the quarterback but you got to make the quarterback work and go through his progressions so even if it's only a three-man rush kind of what you see happen even in a hell hell mary scenario the pocket may not collapse but the quarterback has to react to what they're doing so he may roll out of the pocket you know slide out a little bit doesn't have any real pressure but you know somebody's coming eventually and when that clock's ticking, you know, it makes you think, it makes you work. And eventually, you know, it's it's going to cause something to happen. Where you see a lot of the failure occur is, like with this prevent defense, when you're 30 yards downfield, you can't get to anybody. You can't do anything unless they come to you. Mm-hmm. And that's why I just say, you know, something like, something as simple as something more of a cover four, you know. Maybe you throw extra DBs out there in so you know, more linebacker position, dime, whatever, but you're still talking about having some two or three guys underneath, uh, you know, around maybe 10, 15 yards, four or five dudes, 20 yards deep, not so far that they can't make a play. You know, maybe when the snap occurs, they were about 10 yards deep, 12 yards deep, you know. But what we saw clearly did not work. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, what, what, how did you do this week? Well, like I was saying earlier, I was able to find, you know, a couple of uh, plus uh, plus money angles and uh, basically end up break even on a couple other things. Uh, you know, as I've said, I'm keeping my eyes on the, the San Fran money line because I've seen a little bit of movement so far, but not much. I mean – it opened at plus 150, 155. I saw it as high as 165. It's currently basically 160 right at the middle. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that I expect any certain movement. If I do see it drop basically back to that 155, 150 range, I might go ahead and put in those parlays, like I said. Just go ahead and establish my position and mark it off then. Uh, I am trying to hold out to see if that line will move a bit in my favor. Um, maybe we get closer to that plus 200 range, and then I'm looking at something more along the lines of plus 100 at, at least both ways because, you know, I got the plus 125, plus 150 on the other side, whatever it is. So you find yourself in a situation like that, that that's winning. That's all it is. There is no there is no third option. There is winning, and then there is winning. You know, it's either X or Y, but it's still winning. All right, man. All right, we'll get into uh, this week's uh, games. 
And we'll start off with the Cincinnati Bengals plus seven at the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, this is a big point spread for a championship um, game. Uh, and that's why I like the Bengals, because I just think there's too much points um, that they're getting. Um, I think probably the Chiefs will win. Um, but yeah, they won't, considering how close the games were last week, I feel like when you get down this point of the uh, playoffs, like these these teams are too closely matched. And I just don't think you're seven points better than the other team. And that's why I'll, I'll take the, the points here. Uh, the Chiefs, you know, have a horrible secondary. Um, I don't think they'll be able to stop, you know, Jamar Chase and all the other Bengals receivers. They gave up 36 to the Bills. Um, and, you know, I was like, uh, because, you know, Bengals defense been playing a little bit better. Uh, they've only allowed uh, more than 26 points once in the last seven games. Uh, and, yeah, uh, Bengals are uh, pretty good against spread, 7-2 and two on the road, and 6-0 uh, and oh in the last six. So I, I definitely think they can cover in this one. Uh, what do you have? Well, first of all, let me ask you this. Since you like the Bengals so much, do you think they can to win cover, outright? To cover. Let's get to cover. No, yeah, cover. but I'm just that's an interesting that's an interesting conversation there now because yes, yes, touchdown is a big number in a championship game. But here's the difference. You were just talking about how you didn't expect the Bengals to score a lot against Tennessee and they didn't. Because they have a better defense the t- Titans have a good defense. But here's what I'm getting at. More Jeez, or less. don't have good defense. Yes. But Joe Burrow got sacked nine times. Nine times. That's that's insane. That's utterly insane. But that's what I said, because I thought Titans have that deep type of defense. I can do that. I just don't believe. Well, He'll have to wait that long for someone to get open. That, but... I do think the, the, their receiver is going to beat their bad secondary, and they're going to get open quick. So he won't. Yeah, no, I definitely agree that this sacked. is going. There's going to be some scoring in this game. I definitely agree that you know I think there could be sacks, multiple sacks on both sides of the ball. Uh, I just won't, will not say that I have faith in the Bengal, the Bengals' offensive line. Now, to say in the in their offense, you know, they've clearly proven they've had one of the top offenses this year. That Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase connection has been unstoppable all year. I'm not saying that they won't go out and score points. I just got a feeling this game's going to end up being something like 21-35, something like that, where – yeah, we see the Bengals put up some points, but we see the Chiefs put up a lot more points. Because and even if, like any of you, that does happen to get up like that, uh, I don't. Uh, I feel like the Bengals get back or cover. You know. Maybe, oh yeah, no, I completely agree with you. That would definitely. Because I think be they have the that table. type of offense: just quick score, and then and bam, they they cover. Oh yeah, score. you find yourself in a you know, a, you got a ten point lead, six seven minutes to go left in the in, in the game. Bengals end up with the ball by the time it takes them. Not, you know, you still get that quick score, but even if it's only a two, three minute drive, you know, you might go for that onside kick. You might not. You might not see the ball back type of scenario. Yeah, you can definitely get that backdoor cover. I just don't think the Bengals will be able to keep up with the Chiefs. And I could be wrong here, you know, but. Yeah, so I'm going to be on the other side with this one. Uh, now, if you're somebody that think the Bengals could win straight up, um, do something like, you know, put a half unit on the spread, put a half unit on the money line because you know, that money line sitting at plus 275 right now. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's pretty good value there. Exactly, um, you know. And so because if that money line hits, you still win both. Because you got that plus number on the spread. All right. Uh, we'll get into the next game. Uh, NFC Championship, San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams. The Niners are getting three and a half. And again, I'll take the, the underdog here and I'll take three and a half. Um, just because, I mean, we've seen it over and over 
and over again. Kyle Shanahan has McVay's number. McVay has not beaten him. Six and zero against him, and I'm just gonna keep on rolling. When some when something like that happens that often, I'm just gonna keep rolling it till it doesn't happen. Um, so yeah, I like the Niners. Uh, the the Packers, you know, they did have a number on the Packers offense, which is really good. I mean, it's like just as I think they're you know just as good as the Rams offense. Um, and they held them to ten points, and they sacked them five times. And that's the thing: the Niners uh, get you know some constant pressure. And they did that the last two weeks. They did it against the Cowboys. They did it against the Packers. In constant pressure, I think they can do it again against Stafford. Um, it's probably less mobile than you know Aaron Rodgers or Dak Prescott. So I definitely they can do it, uh, they can do it against Stafford. Um, and yeah, the the matchup in Week 18 was pretty much the same spread. It was at three and a half, and the Niners won that. Um, and yeah, so I think they'll get the honestly, I think they'll get the outright upset. Um, but even if they don't, uh, if they even if they lose, um, I still think this game is a field goal game either way. So if they lose by a field goal, I still have that half point that gets me. Oh confident. yeah, that that hook that that hook can be a valuable thing. Yeah, so that that that's what gives me confidence in this one because I do think it'll be like a like a field goal game, uh, no matter who wins. Yeah. Like I said uh, earlier uh, in the show, um, I'm chasing plus money on this one. I'm, you know, you know, like I said, I got myself positioned in a situation where if this line moves a little bit more in my favor, you know, I'm gonna jump. Might test the water and see how just how high it goes, but come in, hedge off. Uh, if it drops a little bit lower, just go in and stake my position. Um, but yeah, like you were just saying, with that, you know, that three, that hook on that three and a half, that's what makes that a very strong play. If you feel like this game will come down to a field goal, you get that tie situation, uh, you know, late last second field goal to win it, boom, bang, you still cover regardless of which way that field goal is going. Um, you know, like I, you know, like I said, I'm if the line does move in my favor, you know, maybe get around. When you start talking at 175 range, 180, you're starting to talk about uh, points on the spread actually moving a little bit. Uh, I saw it go as high as 165, and it was still showing that same three and a half. Uh, so, yeah, once you start, you know, creeping a little bit more, if you think this is a game where maybe you think money's going to come in on the Rams, be a more public team, uh that spread grows a little bit. That money line moves a little bit more. You might be able to catch this team, you know, at a four, four and a half, maybe closer to five at the closing number. But so far, there hadn't been much movement in the line, though it is only Wednesday. Uh, you know, we still have a number of days for people to come in and money to come in. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to be chasing positive money on uh, this one because – like I said, winning is winning, and we sure as heck ain't showing up to lose. All right, man. Uh, that's both the games there. Um, but I will I'll pick the over and under for both games. Um, last week I did pretty well. I did, um, let's see, what was it? Uh, I think I went 3-1 and one last week on the over and unders. So I did pretty well, better than the, the spread. What but, was that one? I'm just curious. Uh, what was that one uh, loss? Uh because I imagine the overs hit in just about everything. Uh, actually, they went two and two on the overs. I forget who I picked. Uh, I think it was a Rams game. I think it was a Rams game. I think I picked under on that one over. Yeah. Uh, it depended on how early you knew about the weather. I think that was easy to say. You know, could definitely be uh under because those conditions. You get into stuff like that. You know, you go outside in temperatures like that and just tell me you want to be outside, yet alone try and do something. I don't care where you're from. You know, you can find temperature. You know what cold is. You know what, like, here in North Carolina, you know, currently we got, you know, we're dealing with freezing temperatures a little, a little more so of your more common winter weather that's up north. But like I just said, go outside for 20, 30 minutes not with no jacket on, not bundled up or anything, and see how long you want to be out there. 
then tell then tell me you want to go spend a couple hours out there and play football. Yeah. You know, so to say that they were in, you know true frigid, freezing cold temperatures, and they're out there to play a football game. Yeah, I expect the under to come in in a situation like that. Um, yeah. you know, weather can be a great advantage. Uh, you know, there was a there was a friendly instance at work. Uh, another cook challenge. Uh, wanted to make a bet. Uh. It was Canada versus Mexico national teams, and uh, I believe it was a con- – I, I always suck at uh, saying the dang federation name, but uh, the equivalent of uh, – is to get into, like, the World Cups, I believe, is just a qualifier. Uh, but they were playing in Canada. It was snowing, like, damn near blizzard snowing. And they were still going to play the soccer match. Like, the field was clear, you know, but there's literally snowbanks on the side of the field. And the cook still wanted – he wanted to bet me. He came to me with it. It was like, Mexico versus Canada? In Canada? In the snow? And y'all was just telling me how in the past week, you know, them playing in Columbia, Ohio in the cold was affecting them? Yeah, I'll take Canada. Give me Canada. Yeah. So, yeah, things like the weather can go a long way if, you know, you know how, you know, you find the right angle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, you happen to have that uh, pr- that uh, game total for uh, the what it was um, for that Packers game? Uh, let's see. Because I'm willing to imagine it hit fairly well under or you oh, know Packers or Rams game. The Packers game. It it had to at least be tracking towards the under for a large portion of the game. Uh it was forty seven the total. And what was that final score? Uh thirteen ten. See that's what I'm saying. You know, like yeah there was a couple instances where you probably thought maybe a touchdown or two might have been scored, you know, sitting somewhere around that halfway point in the game. Uh but yeah, you know, frigid cold, you know, better defenses, you know, won't necessarily say some of the best defenses or, you know, top defenses in the league, but some of the better defenses. Yeah. I, I knew that one would go under. One I thought I, I thought most of them were under. I only think I picked one over. Uh, that's why I went through one. But for these games, um I have Bengals Chiefs. And I, I like the over. Um, it's big. It's a big a total. It's fifty four and a half. Uh, but the way the Chiefs put up points last week, um, the way I think the Bengals can put up points, um, and the way the Chiefs' defense is, you know, just not, you know, that good. Um, I believe they they both teams will um, score big, and I think they can uh, reach uh, over uh, fifty four and a half. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you on that one uh, because that, like you said, yes, it's a big number, but at the same time, um, I think that uh, there's going to be a lot of scoring. It's that simple. You know, the game might not end up as close, you know, one way or the other, uh, but I still think there will be a lot of scoring. I think this number could easily get into the 60s. whether it be 35-32 or, you know, 40-21, to 21, you know, I think 60 is very possible for this game as far as the total figure. And on the Niners-Rams game, the total is 46. And I'm going to take the under. Um, Niners, uh, they, they, I think the last two games have gone under in the, for them. Um, so I think their defense is that good. Uh, I think they'll hold, hold the Rams offense from scoring a lot of points, and they just don't score that many themselves. Uh, so, yeah, it's only 46, but I, I don't see a lot of points in this game, so I'll take the under. I, I can get behind that. Uh, Kyle Shanahan and that, the, they're, they're methodical. Uh, 
you know, and and a lot of what you said, you know, um, about Kyle Shanahan and um, just knowing this Rams team and having their number, you know, it plays into something along those lines of, you know, even if you don't feel that the 49ers win this game, you know, it's still it's going to be a more hard fault, more, you know, back and forth, you know, more that slugfest, less big play, grind it out. Uh, you know, it might, might be a situation where maybe the passing game doesn't work as well and you see maybe more of the Rams running game. And, you know, if you if that's something you feel, maybe looking at a Sony Michelle rushing prop or a Cam Akers rushing prop is the way to go. Uh instead of maybe approaching this from a potential side or a total aspect. All right, man. That's all the bets we have for this week. Um, we uh, won't be on next week because, I mean, I don't bet the Pro Bowl. I don't know if you bet the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I would have no reason to ever bet the Pro Bowl. And this is a man that is potentially coming with, you know, Mexican La Liga MX soccer <laughs> plays, okay? And I am not going to ever bet the Pro Bowl. Yeah, so we'll be off next week. We'll be back on Super Bowl week to talk all the different props of the Super Bowl. But, yeah, tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, y'all can find me at uh, dweatherly90 on Twitter. Um, I also do a segment within uh, Lunch Break Hot Takes on their show Wednesday nights live. Uh, the show starts at 7.15. If, you know, just all around sports and it is centered on Ravens and Panthers talk, but a lot of stuff gets covered. I come on at uh, 8 with a betting segment currently covering the NFL and in the future be branching out uh, – with basketball, some college pros, and like I said, maybe some Mexican soccer. All right. You can find me at NFL Caleb22 on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can find me on this channel on uh, the Highlights Sports Show um, with Ferris and uh, Good Friends, Better Rivals. And you can find my betting articles on the website, let's get ready network.com. Um, yeah, like and subscribe. Um, and yeah, we'll see you in two weeks. Um, peace y'all.